Welcome back to Fourth and Forever. A very special guest today, the man responsible for the new hashtag, anything is possible. Let's see, Michigan alum, former Wolverine, uh, Miami Dolphins draft pick, J uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, did a little tour with them. Now he's in KC, responsible for getting these guys into the AFC Championship game. Chad Henney, how we doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Great. How you doing, Mark? Thanks for having me. I'm good, man. Uh, it, nothing's changed with your personality for the people watching. Chad, pretty quiet guy till you really get to know him, like at a quarterback camp, maybe when you're in high school, college time, like we got to know each other. But uh, one of my favorite guys and really grateful for you to come on the podcast. Talk to people about the, um, the roller coaster ride it's been for you in your career and how as a backup, I've experienced this a little bit. You go from starter to backup, to, from franchise guy to backup to starter. You're all over the map and how you kind of go dormant for a minute and then you just burst back on the scene. What's it like with all those emotions? Talk about your family. You're talking about your kids going back to school today. G give me a quick synopsis of, of what those emotions are like for, for the average viewer who's never experienced that. Yeah, I mean, obviously getting drafted in Miami in the second round and um, first year you kind of sit, sit behind Chad Pennington and then you get your opportunity in uh, year two and year three. And, you know, you take full advantage of it, you know, win some games and you get injured on your contract year and um, you don't know what's going to happen. Jacksonville, you know, signed me up for a two-year deal, you know, had some games in there, played some games. And then um, kind of like six years after that, I mean, they drafted Blake Bortles and kind of just sat there and, you know, weren't very good. We were kind of, you know, back and forth. Uh in 2017, go to the AFC Championship, you know, have a great team there and have an opportunity to come here in K to Kansas City to be the backup again. But, I mean, it's been great. Coach Reed has been phenomenal. The organization here has been great. And, you know, you never want to be the backup guy. You always prepare like you're the starter. And, um, you know, that's, that's the tough thing. I think uh, everybody thinks, oh, man, you have the best job in the world. But really, it's, you know, it's tough because you always have to stay ready and you never know when your number is going to be called. And it's one thing to be ready, you know, early September, mid-September, early October. You know, the weather's not too cold. You don't have to warm up as much. I remember uh, Mark Brunel telling me when I was in New York, he said, hey, bro, if you ever go down, like for real go down, I need you to take at least 20 minutes getting off the field. He's like, because I'm so damn old, it's gonna take me a minute, especially if it's cold outside, I need at least 30 minutes. So you better milk that thing and crawl off the field because I gotta get warm and go in the game. He's like, and if you're faking it, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a problem. So have you had that conversation with Patrick? Like, hey bro, give me a little, give me a minute. I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken. Although your legs look pretty good the other night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we actually talked about it. I mean, if he does go down, you know, give a second, at least get a snap with the center, yeah. uh, warm up. And I think luckily enough, I mean, not that it was lucky, but he kind of got banged up early in the game. So they're like, hey, just stay ready, get your helmet, yeah. and uh, just get ready to go in. Yeah, it was some sort of toe issue it looked like. And then um, how about, it seems like you guys have a great relationship, and that's so important for the starter to have a backup quarterback that, that understands, just like you said, listen, I'm preparing to start, but I'm also a professional. I'm not gonna you know, uh, you know, try and go over the top of you and, and um, interrupt what you have going on. Uh, so there's like a professional respect there and professionalism. But when he tweets out something like, you know, the Kevin Garnett thing, anything is possible. I mean, you obviously, 
you had to see it or somebody sent it to you, what's your social media stance? Because I don't see a huge, you know, social media footprint from you. And I'm wondering if, if that's going to change. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of, you know, laughed at me when I said I don't really have it. I just have LinkedIn. Uh, my LinkedIn account has been booming. And uh, no. Booming! Booming. So, um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, he showed it to me actually right when we got in the locker room. And uh, it's just funny. He has, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He has a lot of respect for me. So it's, it's, it's a good relationship between both of us. That's huge. And then uh, talk about Travis Kelsey what he means to this team. We've had him on the show. We'd like to call him a graduate of Fourth and Forever, like you will soon be. Uh, move that tassel on over, buddy. And this is um, a guy who's such an electric personality, and he talked about that locker room and how it's, it transcends football. You guys feel like a family. There's a brotherhood there. Um, explain the locker room situation. Who's like the big time leader? Did you have to go in and make some sort of speech like, hey boys, let's go. This is how we're gonna win this game, or it's just kind of understood. Give us a little sneak peek, you know, behind the scenes, what's going on in there. Yeah, just like you said, I mean, it is a brotherhood. I mean, everybody is close-knit. There's really no bad guys on the team. Everybody gets along. And when you step in that huddle, there's full confidence in the guy that's in there. And, you know, you always appreciate that as a quarterback. You never want somebody looking at you, oh, man, we got this guy in. <laughs> uh, once I stepped in there, they're like, hey, let's get it done. Let's go down. Let's get some points. Let's, you know, win this game. And so from play one, they said, hey, we'll, we'll be working for you. We'll be getting open. And, you know, it makes your life easier. I mean, you got a lot of great players on this team. Kind of get the ball in their hands and just let them do the rest. And then personally, the feelings of getting back into the game, just getting back into the flow of a game, because it's so different than practice and people don't understand that, especially a game of that magnitude to jump back in the saddle and I mean, it was like riding a bike, bro. You're, you're barking out calls, you're changing mic calls, you guys are running, uh, throwing, throwing balls when Tony Romo's freaking out, like, oh no, they're just trying to draw him offside. I mean, you, you look like there was just this seamless transition. What did it feel like for you personally? Was there a moment where you just took a breath like, oh, this is great? Yeah, I mean, I think what really helped was week 17 when I got an opportunity to play a full game. Uh, not being out there for a while, kind of get your feet wet, going through a full game plan during the week and uh, getting to play a full game was definitely beneficial. Um, so that helped out a lot. But, you know, just like I said, preparation is everything as a backup quarterback in this league. And you prepare like you're the starter. You understand the protection calls. You understand the game plan. And I think the biggest thing is when we came to the sideline, Coach Reed and uh, EB and Mike Kafka were like, hey, what do you like? I said, let's just stick to the game plan. I feel comfortable with it. Whatever you guys feel like calling, I'm going to go out there and execute it. I love it. That had to put them at ease and make them feel good. What about, uh, did you see this Andy Reid meme? Everybody's seen him do the punt, pass, and kick where he looks <laughs> gigantic. Yeah. Did you see this one? Andy oh, Reid's yeah. nuts and regular nuts? That video usually shows up uh, in our locker room once a year. I love it. And then uh, for all the viewers out there, have you caught a glimpse of him in the shower? Do we need to know about the abnormally large nuts or are we just going to move on? <laughs> yeah, we should just move on. I, I okay, don't think you ever see it, the head coach uh, in the shower. <laughs> all right. Well, that's your, your task after the championship game. Uh, we'll check back in in the locker room with you right after. Uh, let's see. So we talked about your relationship with um, Patrick. Was there, was there any kind of, I, I know you said they let you know early on, you know, hey, he's nicked up, just be ready to roll. Was there a moment, you know, because of all these games, people don't think about watching on TV, but that there's like that two minute, 
you know, commercial break where you're waiting for the guy with the big orange gloves who looks like he belongs on a, you know, airplane runway to give you the signal like, hey, we're rolling kind of thing. Yep. As you walk back out on the field, did you kind of say anything to yourself? Did you try and remind yourself of anything? Maybe a quick checklist, you know, great footwork, great reads, complete the ball, anything like that that you go through personally that just keeps you locked in? Yeah, I think it's just uh, be decisive, be aggressive, and, you know, believe in your feet. Kind of learned that at an early age when I was in college. We had a great quarterback coach in Scott Leffler, and a lot of those things just replicated, you know, into the NFL. And anytime you go out there, I mean, you always want to be aggressive, be decisive, and uh, listen to your feet at all times. No doubt. And it's such an important thing. Obviously, you're, you're in a West Coast offense. And the way the timing works with the pass game, it's all predicated on your feet and your eyes, like you talked about, trusting your feet as you move through progressions. It looked like you were doing that so smoothly. Talk about the third and long you completed to Travis Kelsey, having to move a little bit, giving him a second to make you know, his final cut, and then you just throw this seed in there, bro. I mean, your arm looks like it feels great. You look like you're, you're uh, you know, you're ready to roll, bro, at any time. You haven't aged at all. You get out and you scramble. What's this all about? What are you taking? What are you drinking? What's the deal? Are you on the Tom Brady 12 method? No, I mean, I think I, I mean, I was chubbier, as you know, you know, going against me <laughs> earlier in our days, especially uh, Michigan and even in Miami. But I kind of kept my body in check in the last couple of years and slimmed down a little bit. But um, just going through my reads, I mean, I think, like you said, it's West Coast offense. It's about timing. And we have a lot of freedom on our offense. So a lot of guys have open space. Uh, if they find that open space, you know, they can get in there and you just got to be ready to throw the ball anytime. Yep. And, you know, Kelsey did that in that first third down. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to, you know, have guys like that on your team. Absolutely. And it, one of the, you know, a West Coastism, if you will, I feel like when you're going through all these plays, the coaches always remind you, you know, when somebody asks too many questions about a specific route, so am I going this many steps, how many? Hey, run the route, don't run the line on the pitch. Right. Have you guys heard that a bunch? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we got guys that have been in the system for, you know, four, five, six. You know, Kelsey's probably been seven years here. And, um, you know, it's they understand it. They understand zones. They understand man. They understand our timing at quarterback. And, like I said, it just makes your job so much easier. And you've been in the system now a few years. Obviously, you didn't uh, suit up. Matt Moore goes in last year in a similar situation. Um, you don't suit up in the Super Bowl, and then you get this opportunity. After being in the system for a long time, talk about the benefit for a quarterback, even Patrick, yourself, but when guys are together, you can keep a core group together. To me, I feel like an offense is a living, breathing thing, and it has to evolve, it has to grow, and you start somewhere at square one, obviously, but over time, this offense, you have the same principles, but it looks a little different every year as these guys evolve and get better and better. And then as a quarterback, you have this Rolodex, right? I've run shallow cross, I've run drive, I've run four verticals versus just about every coverage. I know exactly what to do. I got the answer to the test now, let's go play. Is that what it feels like as a quarterback in a system for that long? Because you bounced around for a little bit, now you've been somewhere for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you said, I mean, you know, the routes that are best versus most coverages. And, you know, we preach that all the time. Hey, you know, base across, what's that there for? It's for zone coverage. He gets behind the linebacker. He has a lot of windows to open it up. And, you know, he's there for that shallow cross. You're there for man coverage. And so we have all those routes that we know what beats those coverages and the defense knows it as well. You just have to win that matchup. 
But at the same time, we run so many compliments off of our basic plays that it's tough to stop. Same formations, yep. different plays each and every week, and that's kind of what keeps the defense on their toes. No doubt. Talk about, um, too, it seems like you've, you've mastered, or Andy Reid and Eric Bandme's mastered, hey, these guys are good at certain routes. Let's try and keep them on those as much as we can. we got to have the counters and the compliments, like you said. But it just looks so comfortable. You're in there on a fourth and inches. And, I mean, a lot of backups go in the game, and we're not shifting and motioning. Let's just get in a static formation. Let's just try and get out of here with the win. Hopefully we can get three more points. It looked like business as usual. One of your first plays in, it's, you know, fourth and short or whatever it was. Boom, you guys are motioning around faking the dive to the halfback, flipping it out to the tailback. Does that, did that even phase you going in the game, or that's just like, hey, man, this is what we do. I, I know what to do. We have a wrinkle every week that we go in there, and um, like I said, you just have to be ready at any time as a backup. And, you know, as quarterbacks, you've done the flip play, you know, thousands of times. Yeah. <laughs> but the most important thing is just getting the damn snap. You know, I'm just, oh, man, can't come in here first play, fumble the snap. So I was just worried about the snap and, you know, look to pitch into the, the running back. And that's, that's the most important thing at first. I love it. A bear for details. Uh, let's have a little fun with Patrick Mahomes here. What's your favorite Patrick Mahomes commercial? I'm a big fan of the Troy Polamalu one where their hair keeps growing. And uh, I'm a big Head & Shoulders fan. But what's... What's your favorite one? Have you guys given him a hard time about that? Yeah, I mean, there's tons. I mean, you got the State Farm where he's just, you know, squeezing the ketchup nonstop. I mean, <laughs> I think my son laughs every time we see that. Uh, there's there's a local one. There's a Hy-Vee, like, grocery store where last year is in the off season. He, he's kind of looking, you know, pudgy, and he's walking out with groceries. He's throwing these groceries across town and breaking windows. I mean, there's... The things that, you know, the media, as you know, can make you do. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, I oh, know yeah. when I was in Miami and had some commercials out there and you're just like, geez, you're really going to make me do this? And I know <laughs> all my guys in the locker room are just going to kill me once I get in there. But, I mean, you just do it. Hey, you get paid, you get out, and, you know, that, that's about it. No doubt. Um, then you channel your inner John Elway on this long scramble. What's going through your mind as you get around the left tackle – he pulls up, doesn't get the holding call, which most tackles, you know, a lot of guards, a lot of tackles, you know, give that extra little pull and boom, the play's screwed up. But you're scampering. I mean, what's going through your mind? You obviously had a good feel for the sticks. I thought you got the first down. What, uh, what, was, what did that feel like? And, you know, walk me through your emotions and your thought process on the play. Yeah, I mean, just going through my progression, I mean, it was just a progression right to left. And uh, just like you said before, with the West Coast offense, believe in your feet. Hey, you know, two hitches, that's all you got, two and a half. Oh, yeah. Once you make that, you're out. And uh, felt the pocket closed down on the left and had running lane and just didn't feel like they were back. They were deep back, you know, in coverage and covering our guys and felt like I had a running lane. And I was like, well, let's just make it happen. I looked over at the sticks probably when I was about five yards down the field and felt like, hey, I can make this happen and just try to throw my body on the line and get across as much as I could and, you know, just about a half yard short, but, uh, you know, definitely put it out there. Terrible spot. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, when you get in the locker room and Patrick's like, yeah, you know, it showed on the replay that your elbow hit short. I was like, come on, dude. I was like, I felt like I was like full yard over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can tell by your reaction. I want to show you this reaction because this has been 
kind of a thing now. I don't know if you've seen Chase Claypool where he kind of motions first down and he does it right in Malcolm Butler's face, you know, he's like hitting his face mask. It looks like when you give the, you know, the hard, you know, demonstrative first down signal, uh, let's play that clip for him. It looks like you catch a piece of the defender. There's, this is Chase Claypool. <laughs> so nice. yours wasn't quite as egregious, but yours, you know, you catch a little bit of the Browns defender there. Um, and then, you know, it looks like Tyreek Hill and uh, Kelsey have your back a little bit. They kind of jump in there and make sure there's no, uh, if there's going to be any scrap that they protect number four. What were your emotions like? Because you got to be feeling like top of the mountain, just awesome. And then they're like, all right, fourth and inches. And you, you obviously made the joke about fourth and inches starting a YouTube channel, I think <laughs> is what you said. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll get you right on social media, bro. Don't worry about that having to snap back, having to, um, you know, gather your emotions quickly because you feel like, okay, great, first down, oh no, wait, fourth and inches. Talk to me about that last play and, um, and, and what you did something at the line of scrimmage before you guys run, it looked like a, a quick little flat by Tyreek Hill, almost like sprint option-ish. Right. I mean, yep. people know sprint option is coming and they still can't stop him because he's so damn fast. What were you thinking on the play? Uh, and then you guys got the line of scrimmage early. So talk me through that whole, boom, first down, no first down, fourth and inches. What's going through your mind? Walk me through that one. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a brain fart. You know, you break the huddle and you're like, okay, you know, chains are out there, the clock stopped, and you're just <laughs> like, man, the clock's going to be running. So you break the huddle usually in four minutes at 18 seconds. Right. So I get to the line yeah. of scrimmage, I'm like, shit, there's – 31 seconds on the thing like if we don't get this we're giving them way too much yeah. time to you know have a chance to win this game so i get up there and i'm you on can the hear, you can hear the tv audio you go yeah. hey hold on hold on we got the clock we got the clock yeah so i'm on a dummy i'm on i'm on a dummy cadence and uh, i was like yeah. hold on guys i was like let's just take it easy here we got to run this down at least to 15 you know I'm yeah moving the back in the backfield and once we're finally there there was no audible. It was just we were going to run this play. And once the clock ran down, just man-to-man -man coverage. And just like you said, you know, Tyreek so fast. And all I had to do is just put the ball where it needed to be. God, and then the, the awareness to just fall down in bounds, not have to run another play. That feels great, obviously, for offensive guys. Um, talk me through your relationship with Andy Reid. What, what's he like? What, what are your favorite attributes he has? And, you know, any differences from other coaches or other coaches that um, that you've been around that are similar to him? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a player's coach. Um, easy to talk to, uh, very approachable. Um, but the reason why I came here is any quarterback that's ever played in his system, no matter what, uh, you feel like they go in there, they execute, and they get the job done. So he's uh, his ability to adapt to who he has at quarterback and who he has on the field I think is, you know, the best in the business. And, um, you know, he's just a great person to have in the room. And, you know, he has great coaches around him. You know, Eric Bieniemy is, you know, obviously the top hot list for head coach. And, you know, Mike Kafka as well. So these guys are smart guys and the ability to adapt to whoever's out there and to the defense uh, has been tremendous. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, your favorite Andy Reid story, anything uh, you know, from this past game or anything he said to you that's kept you motivated, anything like that that you can share with us that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, I mean, I think he always, you know, reminds me, the old man, you know, even when I played in week 17, he's like, play like you're 20. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm not 20, I'm 35, but, uh, you know, I think it just means have fun, go out there, enjoy it. 
Uh, he always says, let your personality show. So don't be anybody that you're not um, for everybody. And that, that's what's cool about it. You know, we're not out here. We're not going to hold you down. We're not going to leash you down here. Just, you know, be you and go out there and be the best you. If you could be a reference for Coach Eric Bieniemy, what would you say to a, um, a owner or GM of a franchise of who they're getting in Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, I mean, he he's unbelievable. He's in and out of our uh, room all the time. Obviously, he's in front of our offense uh, all the time. The, the demand that he has on us, uh, he holds everybody accountable. He's, I mean, he's smart as can be. He knows the offense inside and out, uh, understands, you know, the offensive line, the run game, the pass game. And like I said before, I mean, he demands it from you. So what better person, you know, under Coach Reed and all the, you know, players that he's been around and helped out throughout the system uh, to have as a head coach in this National Football League? Um, you know, he has my support and I know he has our team support. That's huge. And then uh, looking forward to this next week, obviously getting ready, potentially taking a bunch of reps during the week. We're not going to break any news here on fourth and forever. That's not our goal. We just want to know, what are you looking at when you watch the Buffalo Bills defense? Uh, you know, they got their captain back one of their backers. They look active at the linebacker position. They fly around. Um, if anybody's got the speed and energy to, to try and keep up with the likes of Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and those guys, it looks like Buffalo has that. What do you see when you watch these guys on tape? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a veteran group. And like you said, they fly around at the linebacker's position, great up front, you know, do some line games. And in the back end, another veteran group as well. They play well. And the, the best thing about it is that they mix coverages. You know, they're not just going to sit in one coverage. They're going to disguise, kind of, you know, disrupt the quarterback's timing. And, um, you know, I think they do a phenomenal job. We're in a nail-biter nail -biter with them. Uh, earlier this year so we know what they're all about and obviously you know on the other, other side of the ball you got a great quarterback in Josh Allen so um, you know we got to play our A game we're going to anticipate their A game but um, we just got to stay on the tack. Yeah I love that and then obviously trying to stay ahead of the change um, you know trying to get to back-to-back -back Super Bowls that's tough because everybody like you said gives gives you guys their best shot right this is their chance to dethrone the champ and and uh, in a way during the regular season and now everybody wants to knock you guys out of the playoffs and punch their ticket to Tampa. So as an offense, has Andy Reid said anything different to you guys, you know, um, looking forward to this game because of the magnitude or is it, you know, business as usual? Hey, we know our formula. Here's a couple wrinkles, this, that and the other. But what's the what's the mentality, I guess, from the team? And, and does Andy Reid feel it at all? I mean, he seems so calm and cool in these press conferences. He doesn't give anything away. He just kind of hides behind his big broom mustache. What, what, what do you got from him? Any, any signs of, hey man, well, you're going to get some reps this week or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're just going into it, you know, play it by ear. Obviously, Patrick's in his protocol and, uh, you know, we just have to stay ready. Everybody has to be able to ready to play. And, uh, you know, his, Coach Reed's mentality is, you know, you know, win or go home. And no matter what, we're going to give it our best shot. They're going to give it their best shot. And it's going to be, you know, a heavyweight title match. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we have some experience, obviously, in the past with it. But, um, you know, this is this year. It's a different team, uh, different team that you're playing. And uh, we're just excited about the opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. And it's um, you talk about the confidence you have in your defense. You have, you know, one bad throw, one questionable throw, really. Uh, on the interception, 
obviously your defense has your back. You guys are only up, I want to say, five or seven at the time. Um, and the defense comes up huge. Talk about Coach Spaggs, the defensive unit he's assembled, and how well they're playing. Because last year, that was kind of the fear in all these games with you guys like, yeah, you know, Mahomes in the offense, they're going to put up points. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to put up points. But they might give up too many to take it the distance. Obviously, you prove people wrong. But what's that defense all about? And it looked like they didn't even flinch when they had to go back on the field. Sudden change. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of great players on the defensive side of the ball as well and a lot of great leadership. You know, Tyron Matthew, uh, Chris Jones, Hitchens, uh, Frank Clark, all those guys are just uh, motivators out there. Uh, you know, whenever the ball gets turned their way, hey, they're going to try to make a play just like we are on offense. And, you know, their, their ability to stop the run and do a phenomenal job rushing the passer has been great all year. And Spags is just like Coach Reed on uh, offense. I mean, he's going to present different looks for the quarterback, uh, try to get him off of, off of his rhythm, and uh, you know, bring some pressure at the same time. That's huge. And then uh, you talked about changing your diet a little bit you know, um, with your body and, and taking care of yourself. Like you said, you're 35. Um, still doing it, man. I'm so proud of you, so happy for you. Talk about your family and that experience after the game. I mean, holding your kids, kissing your wife. I mean, the whole thing had to be just surreal for a few moments there in the tunnel. Explain what that was like um, you know, after, after not getting that in those moments for a very long time. Obviously, when you have kids, it's totally different. You know, in the beginning, you know, you're playing for your wife, you're playing for your parents, your family, your friends, all that, your teammates. But when you have kids, it's totally different. Um, you know, you want them to be able to see what you've done in the last, you know, decade, uh, and then finally get an opportunity to, you know, see dad play out there. It'll be memories uh, that will cherish for forever. And um, my son's always excited. You know, you don't know if he's going to be wearing my jersey. He's a big Chiefs fan. He's rocking Patrick's, Kelsey's, Tyreek's. You know, when he plays sports, I'm like, what number are you want to be? And he's like, I think I want to be 10. I was like, why do you want to be 10? He's like, Tyreek Hill, man, he's fast. I want to be fast. <laughs> so I was like, all right, dude. And that's, you know, it's cool. These guys have great role models or great role models for uh, my kids. And, you know, obviously for them to get to see me play this past Sunday and the Sunday before has, uh, you know, been tremendous for me. That's huge. And then talk about um, if somebody had to pick the best, okay, uh, championship weekend, the best Michigan quarterback suiting up this weekend. Who are we taking? Are we taking Tom Brady? Are we taking Chad Henney, baby? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm going to take myself. Um, Let's you know, go! I'm, you know, a prideful guy, uh, but, you know, you get the opportunity. You got to bet on yourself. I mean, I love Tom. Uh, I think he's tremendous. Obviously, six-time Super Bowl winner. And, uh, you know, at 43 years old, still doing it, still doing it at a high level. Amazing. Um, uh, role model for all of us. Uh, how he prepares, how he acts on the field, how he acts off the field. Uh, just a tremendous player overall. Okay, I was thinking, uh, you know, best Michigan quarterback of all time, potentially Wilton Spate. I don't know. I mean, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> he was in the running. It was, you know, the three of you guys. He's not suiting up this weekend, but he, he might have got a vote from somebody. Uh, after your career. Obviously, hopefully not after this year. I think you got plenty more juice in the tank, bro. You, you got a 14-yard first down on third and 14. So you definitely still have it. The arm looks live, plenty accurate. This is just the beginning, hopefully, for you. 
What's next when football's done? Obviously, you're a dad now. Have you thought about, hey, you know, starting a podcast, getting into social media, you know, doing the broadcasting thing, coaching, or just, you know, raising the family and, and hanging at home? What's, what's going to be the move for Chad Henney? Well, it's definitely going to start with family, you know, obviously be around my kids, watch them do their sports and support them in school. But, um, you know, I definitely always wanted to, you know, kind of help out quarterbacks and train quarterbacks uh, in our area in Pennsylvania. So that's definitely on my mind and um, just want to maybe help out at high school level. I don't know if I'll ever coach into college and NFL level just because of the time uh, constraints. But, you know, I'm excited to kind of go back. You have all this um, artillery, I guess you could say, uh, throughout these years in the NFL and obviously college that you want to give back uh, to the younger generation as well. That's awesome, man. Well, Chad, best of luck this week. Go get on that film. I know you will. You're a true pro, a great friend of the program. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know a lot of people are, uh, are grabbing at you. So this, this means a lot to us. Thank you from Fourth and Forever. We'll talk to you soon. Go Chiefs. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Mark. That was awesome. Thanks, Chad. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.